Hello, my name is Sam Smith, and this is Map of the Maze podcast from PepTalks, in which I'll be exploring a business theme related specifically to private equity-backed and entrepreneurial companies. So here we are in the Covent Garden Hotel, pre our May the 1st Pep Talk dinner with our founding member and good friend Jim Graham. Looking forward to, we've got about uh, 10, 12 CEOs joining us for dinner this evening to listen to Jim and get involved in a, in a you know, interesting, stimulating roundtable discussion where we're going to be really sort of talking about the mechanics of private equity firms, how they operate, their approach to investing and exiting. Um, just by way of a quick introduction for you, Jim, shall I do that? Um, Please. Jim, uh, I, we've, I've probably known you for, I don't know, six, seven years or something. So I think you're a spy, really. I think your first career was a spy. You're a bit sort of James Bond, Royal Navy, weapons engineer, <laughs> officer. Um, so then, and then you left your spy career and you, were, uh, you went to Accenture for four years, didn't you? I did. Uh, you did an MBA, didn't you, before? Did, did the MOD pay for that? or did? did they, they didn't, no. But you know, if, if you don't know what to do next, go and do an MBA. And if you don't know what to do after you've done your MBA, go and be a consultant. Yeah, that's a good path, isn't it? And that got you to, uh, where did you go next? Orange, was it next? I did, yeah. MD, where you were managing director of their prepay mobile business in the UK, weren't you? Yeah, that was fun. And then eight, nine years in private equity to uh, Candover and Phoenix. Uh, then you transitioned from Phoenix into a portfolio business, um, the gym group, and floated the gym group with the team now chairing so um, you've got some you've got you've got the benefit of insight from both sides of the of the fence really haven't you yeah um, I guess so I think what people really don't know is um, or don't necessarily fully understand until they've been in the game for some time is how the sort of fund structures work you know the, the mechanics of raising a fund deploying a fund getting an extension if it needs to, needs one and then also how how the individuals, how the teams within the private equity funds are uh, incentivized. Base, bonus, carry. So why don't you, where do we start with that? Let's do the fund first, just so it is, it's a couple of years raising and five years spending out here to talk us through it. Okay, well the, the fundamental building block of most private equity funds is a, is a, is a GPLP structure. So you've got a general partner, which is the PE fund uh, operating uh, an investment ve- vehicle on behalf of some limited partners, you know, big um, pension funds, for mm-hmm. example, could be high net worth. They they go out to fundraise with a target of a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. As they get, if they're not getting anywhere near it, it, you know, it's all bets are off. If they're getting close to it, they can do what's called a soft close, so which allows them to basically k- kick off the the, the spending the spending of the money. Yeah. Um, if you're doing this from scratch, it's quite difficult. You need a track record. It's quite helpful. Um, so imagine you've done it before. So you, you're you're going out on a, on the basis of it's these individuals, and they have this track record of investing, and this is our investment strategy. And provided that investment strategy is something similar to the, the ones the guys have been successful in before, then you might have a chance of raising some money. Mm-hmm. Um, the the uh, who has the power in negotiations between GPs and LPs is a function of your of your track record. So are people clamouring to to give you money and you're oversubscribed, or are, are you you know scraping the barrel? Um, and the and the closer you are to the former, the more likely you are to get good terms, um, and vice versa. The standard model is a is what's called two and twenty. So you have a uh, you raise a fund, 
and you get to draw down two percent of it uh, a year uh, to to run the fund to run the business two percent fees yeah yeah uh, now there are different rules about what that two percent operates on because it's not it's not the full full fund necessarily if you know once you start returning money to investors if you have any write downs uh, effectively you've lost some investor money then it changes the the you know the multiple um, so it's not two percent of the full fund every year for the life of the fund but let's call it that for now mm-hmm. and then the uh, and that pays salaries it pays for the building you're in it pays for your IT does it pay for any of the deal costs uh, it, it, it it depends often not um, but but for sure a bought fit if you, have a, if, if you have a successful yeah. deal, it goes to the deal. Yeah. If you have an unsuccessful one, it goes to the fund. It might go to the man, management fee, or it might go to the fund, but it affects your hurdle rate. So you've got to return. You've got to you've got to accrue returns elsewhere to cover those costs, uh, and obviously you've got to accrue returns to cover your management fee as well. Um, so, so the hurdle rate. Uh, you can think of as usually about eight percent a year, the sort of preferred return. So what investors are expecting, if you do the maths, is is two times their money back. Now some funds will target more than that, um, and it's a question of risk profile. It's not, it's not how good are we; it's more what kind of risk are we prepared to take. Two times their money back. Two times. So, but that's net of management fees. It's net of board costs, etc. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, so if you hit if you hit the eight percent preferred return. Then you're notionally in the carry, and that's where this twenty percent comes in. So the carried interest structure typically is, you you as the private equity firm, the GP gets to keep twenty percent of the of the upside beyond the two times money or beyond the eight percent preferred return. Uh, so you can think. So if we just 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 do some numbers, if we've got a two hundred million fund, yeah, we need to return two hundred million plus eight percent. Well, you. Uh, look, the eight percent preferred return is just a way of thinking about it from an IRR perspective. So before we're in the money, before, before you you're in, and making money, before you're in the money, you need to return four hundred million. Okay. Right, and but you probably need to return more than four hundred million because you've been taking a management fee every year. Is two percent is rolling yeah. up, um, and you have some you know, bought fees. Now, you never ever ever draw down a hundred percent of your fund. No one ever does that. So. Let's call it seventy-five to eighty-five percent. You'll always leave some at the end, um, yeah. because you, you you need it to run the fund, and you need it yeah. to uh, for for re- rescue fees and mop ups and M and A and so forth. Yeah. Um, so, but the the twenty percent, uh, the way to think about what's what's the potential upside uh, in carried interest is 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 uh, anything is twenty percent of anything above two times money. So if you if you raise we raise this two hundred million fund. Um, we make three times our money. Okay, I- ignore all of the, you know, the management fees and all that kind of stuff for now. We've got six hundred. We return one times money to investors, two hundred. We return two times money to investors. We've hit their preferred return, eight uh, percent. So we've got two hundred million left. They get eighty percent of that. We get twenty percent, and we divvy up the twenty percent that we've got between us. between us, based upon who owns what share of the carried interest, which is clearly a function of. And how does that work? Well, managing partners own the majority. Of course, they do, yeah. um, and you know there are very good reasons for that. Uh, not not least of which they're You've got the most experience. They've got so the most experience. They're the ones who make the difference. They're yeah. the ones who raise the fund. It's their track record that got people to. So, will they own that. more than fifty percent of the carry? Typically, you would expect that. Yeah, mm-hmm. as in uh, between them, the managing partners. Yeah. yeah. Um, what What you've got to remember, though, and this, you know, it, it, this is not a one way bet. 
so a, a, if we take the 200 million example um, the GP will have an obligation to, to co-invest alongside the LPs their own money right. so, so so we've got a fund of 200 million yeah to Jim and Sam need to put 20 million into that and um, what percentage do we need to be co-investing um, so could be two percent okay so four million quid let's call it more four million quid so if we've if it's we've between us or you've got all the partners well if you if we if there's two partners in the fund got, and we've got 50 percent of yeah. the carry each yeah. then so million quid. we've got to come up with a million quid yeah um, and everyone who gets carry so you don't you don't buy your carry in the sense of it's a piece of paper that costs you money um, you you, you, in return for for the benefits, the economic benefits of being a carried interest holder, you are obliged to co-invest. And, and what typically happens is you'll co-invest on a deal by deal basis. So every time a deal is done, a check is written. The majority of which comes from the LPs, some of which comes from the from the carried interest holders. And the way you, the, you know, there are there are. But you there have are, to write the percentage check. Your so if I yeah. own. I own twenty percent in a two hundred million fund. Uh, you know, I have to write over ten deals, two hundred thousand pounds worth of check. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so every deal I've got to write a minimum check of twenty thousand pounds. Well, if they're all the same size, yes, because it's a function of the size of the of the deal. Um, it's purely. I can't say I want to write more for this one and less for that one. That's rare. That's rare that you get to um, to, to. You certainly don't get to um, invest below par. No. Um, Maybe some PE firms will allow you to go, I really like this deal, can I invest more? And there'll be certain other type of co-investment vehicles that are all a bit exotic. But the, but the basic principle is every time the LPs write a check or every time a drawdown is made from the fund because the LPs don't give you the money until you need it, they have a contractual obligation to, to, uh, to let you draw money down to them when an investment is made, then you write a personal check. And so the, the way to think about it is a private equity invest, investor has got four ways of making money. He gets paid a salary for turning up to work and doing his job. Mm -hmm. He gets paid a bonus. Always? Not necessarily. Depends on how well the, the partners think the, the firm is doing. But that's a sort of LLP level decision uh, as a partnership. And it's typically a function of the underlying economics of the LLP, which is to a large extent driven by how the management fees working out. So and they you know hundred percent bonuses. Well, it could be, yeah. Um, and it, again, the the size of the salary and bonus is fundamentally dependent upon the size of the fund. So yeah. where are you in the in the so P? If, if we've got a two hundred million fund, I'll, if you're a partner, you're probably going. Not be all partners are equal. So maybe the senior managing partner in a in that sort of fund is a his base salary might be a couple of hundred K and he might get a couple of hundred K bonus. Mm -hmm. If you're a junior investment um, if you're manager. A partner, if you're a partner, if you're a partner, junior partner, probably 150. 150 with a 100 to 150 bonus, maybe. Yeah, and it's, so if that's not 200 million fund. If you're on a 500 million fund, will it be twice as much? No, no not, not. It might. Not. It'll go up, but it won't. It's not pro rata. Yeah, it won't suddenly get a no. half a million or a million. Yeah, so that's so salary and bonus are the first two ways of making money. The third third way is is return to your co-investment. So back to our model, you you, you have an obligation to co-invest. So let's say we. We go and buy a business and then sell it for two times money. The twenty k investment check that you wrote mm -hmm. gets returned to you. That's forty k because mm -hmm. the the business made two times for the fund and you wrote a check for twenty k. So all else equal, you've got forty k back, um, and you will almost certainly have invested in a 
in, a, in an equity paper or a loan note that is capital gains. So you'll be capital gains taxed on that. Yeah. And then the fourth way, if you're lucky, is the fund is in the carry and you're a member of the carried interest holders. Not everyone is. Uh, it doesn't go all the way down the firm, um, depending on what, what the, how the partnership wants to run it. So you're talking about you're talking about the twenty percent of the yeah, and that doesn't get paid from the from so day not, one. Not all the partner, all the partners will be in the ca- in that carried interest. Fund. It would be extremely rare for a partner not to not be in to the carry. There. The yeah. investment directors, investment managers won't necessarily. Some of the principals will have a sh- have a have a share Full of share. it. Yeah. Um, but the the thing to remember here is the. Uh, if if you haven't made sorry, any money, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. So so that the percentage I have in the carry. Yeah. So if uh, if I'm investing two hundred k and I've got what do we say ten percent or something, am I in ten percent of the carried interest? So if let's say there's so so we make a hundred million quid of yeah. profit. Uh, my for man- the fund for the fund, yeah. yeah. The managing partners are going to get over fifty percent of that split between them, probably. And the rest is going to be distributed to me or to, or to the team, and I own. It's pro rata. It's pro rata. So if the carry, if if the carry is worth ten million quid, right? Let's say there's, let's say there's ten partners. Uh-huh. The 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 two managing partners probably own fifty percent of it between them. Yeah. Okay, so they'll get two and a half each, and then there'll be uh, some more senior partners, uh, just below them, not managing partners. Maybe they've got. Uh, 10 or 15 percent each so that's a million million and a half and there'll be some most recently promoted junior partner who's maybe got three four percent of the carry mm-hmm. and they'll make yeah. three or four hundred K and they'll get taxed at 28 percent on that because carried interest has its own capital gains tax rate yeah and if Corbyn gets in <laughs> the 80 percent 90 percent 100 percent so they make money but actually, to make really big money, you've got to be one in a big fund. You've got to be a senior partner or a managing partner. I mean, managing partners in middle market funds will be making big money, yes, but they've been there for 25, 30 years. Depends your definition of big money. So. Well, if if a, a CEO of a... I'm just benchmarking Putting it in context of the CEO. Okay, yeah, that's so, a good question. So management can make some seriously big money, you know, yeah. if, if things go well for them. You know, and a CEO... Uh, even in a, in a mid-market deal, we'll expect to make between three and eight, probably. You know, and that's a reasonably performing deal. The stellar deals, they're making fifteen to twenty. There's a few of those, but you're, you're casting your eye there. But there are a few of those, but they they do happen. Many. They happen. Sure. They happen. But uh, of but course, the more of those that, that that's the peculiar thing here. Is the more of those that happen, the more likely it is that the carried interest is highly valuable. Absolutely, and the fund is um, well in profit. And it, and there's a big ratchet on this, isn't there? So, a, a carried in, a, a two a five hundred million pound fund that was targeting two times and makes three times. Yes, that carried massive. interest is incredibly valuable, yeah. and if you've got a decent share of it, then it's life-changing amounts of money. Yeah. But but remember that that you had to spend to get it. I'm not I'm not trying to defend. No. Pro, you know th- these guys are not worried about where the next meal is coming from. But if you're if you're a, I laugh about this all the time. Always the CEO, so you know let's put it. It's, it's there's some balance to the equation. I think I think that the angle I'm coming from is I think for those on the outside. They honestly think these people are just making hay every year, and that's that's not necessarily the case. You know, they're getting paid well. They're not yeah. getting paid unfairly. They're getting paid a very decent salary and bonus. But actually, they're then 
in order to make money, they're having to seriously put skin in their game. In the game, they're, they're, if I'm a partner, I have to have a pot of two to four hundred k. If I'm in somewhere in the mid market in a reasonably sized fund, and I've got to be putting that, I've got to be writing that check. So and I'm probably in my mid late thirties, and I've probably got children. And I'm probably trying to educate them. This is exactly the way. So, so I'm not I'm not feeling sorry for them, but I think there's a slight yeah. misconception in that. These people are just rolling in money, and that's not—that's really not the case at all. I mean, they, if they're, they're very successful, well, if you're a principal or a, or a junior partner, and you haven't, in inverted commas, already made your money, uh, then the way to think about it is that you are probably funding over the of the over the fund investment life cycle. You're probably funding your entire K investment from your bonus, so you're basically on a salary for five years. Yeah. And you sit and, and no full matter tax. a full tax, and no matter how well the carried interest um, accrues, the way LP agreements are written these days, uh, you, you you don't start getting paid until quite a long way down the line. So you're you maybe you've put two or three hundred k of your own money to work that you were taxed at fifty percent on uh, or forty percent on because it was a bonus. You that that was what was funding your checks. Maybe you can get an interest free loan from your private firm if you're genuinely strapped on any given drawdown. But you've put that to work now. You'll get that back if, if on average, the investments make two times their money. You'll make two times that back. If you uh, don't, if the investments don't, then you've lost your money. You've lost your money, and the co. Uh, so your co-investment. I mean, you won't lose every. That's the beauty of co-investment. You don't. It's not like every single deal is going to go bad. Some of them will go well. So you'll get some of it back. Yeah. But you need a. F- all you. Need, this is a law of averages. If you have a, even if you've got a seven times and a five times in your portfolio, if you've got two or three, blobs. And a one times your money, the chances are very slim that the whole fund gets into the carry. And then you've you've worked for a corporate salary in a world where everyone thinks you're swimming well, in. Probably not even a corporate salary. You could be not get probably not getting the same benefits as you yeah. would at an orange or something like that. Yeah. So um, so it's a bit. Final question. So just just across the market of private equity, uh, houses funds. You know, if we, if if we look at the management equity upside I think the sort of general rule of thumb is probably 20% make real money yeah seven figures amounts of money sorry to be clear 20% of of people who 20% are, of management teams in yeah. portfolio companies will make some serious money you know hundreds of thousands to multiple seven figures depending on who they are um, 20% will make some money you know a hundred thousand probably not hitting the millions and 60%, it's probably 40%, well, they'll, they'll have a salary and a bonus, and then whatever's left, 20%, will might get fired. So actually, it's only about 20% of the community of portfolio company management teams are making serious money, 40% are making some. What would you say across the private equity world, all of those employees with across, across funds, how many are really making money? So the, to be clear on the question, that what proportion of private private equity investment um, executives are making real money? Make proper money. Of all of the people who ever who've ever been employed in investment capacity in private equity in 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 the UK, for example, the number who've walked away with life changing amounts of money, twenty percent. So it's probably the same, really, yeah. isn't it? It's a very steep pyramid. Yeah. There's a con- it's concentration risk, uh, I guess, is the way to think about it. So the really good funds, I mean, they don't, the love isn't spread that widely. Mm. 
but that's not necessarily agreed on the part of the managing partners. So I, I have this conversation with a chum of mine who made partner and was given 3% and then moaned about why it wasn't 10 until he realised he would have had to mortgage his house to pay for his right to have 10%. Yeah. yeah, so he's got to, you've got to make your money uh, in order to keep playing. Yeah. Um, so if you're in a multi, if you're in multiple funds and they're all successful, it kind of works out because yeah. as you get more carry, you've got more liquidity to, to 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 pay for the privilege of having it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Jim. That's been great. We've been talking for uh, feels like ten minutes, but it's actually about forty five minutes. So um, we better go down and join our guests. Thank you very much, and we will be doing another podcast so with Jim. So uh, more to come. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> you can download our podcast series from all the usual podcast places. Or do go and subscribe to the show. We'll be back with another interview next month. But for now, goodbye and thank you for listening.